welcome aboard on the Aspace podcast ship. I am Sia. Also with me is Shachi and Aditi. All of us high school students with eccentric ideologies. Each month our podcast hosts will be taking you on a mesmerizing tour of interactions and thought processes which are sure to captivate your inner geniuses. We started this podcast as a school project, but also the fact that we wanted you all to have a refreshing break during these trying times, at least once a month. Now let's go on a trip to know about two approaches to tackle the coronavirus. The coronavirus pandemic indeed has had various far-reaching effects on the world, both positive and detrimental. Don't you think? That's very true. Many have gotten the opportunity to bond with their loved ones for a long time, while many have also suffered from mental health concerns such as anxiety and depression. Yes. However, applying the same analogy on a global scale, don't you feel that while some countries have been able to curb the detrimental effects of the pandemic on their citizens effortlessly, the other countries have found it very difficult to cope with the gravity of the global crisis and have fallen behind economically, socially and politically? I completely agree. I've been reading news on the pandemic every now and then and it is horrifying to see the number of cases in many parts of the world. I know, right? I honestly feel so helpless when I see those statistics and want to do something about it. But I guess the best we can do at this juncture is take care of our mental, physical and emotional well-being and that of our loved ones. So true. However, when we speak about the coronavirus on a global pedestal, it is important to note that every country has its own unique factors governing it and hence not comparable amongst one another because every country has its own pace. to recover from a biological war of the stature and gaspy economic slump in this unconventional episode both of us hosts will discuss the approaches of two countries governments in order to reduce the proliferation on the deadly coronavirus let us start by talking about our country india's approach to tackling the global crisis the first wave started from the city of kerala in south india between late january to early february 2020 as some people had arrived in india from wuhan china which is believed to be the place of origin of the coronavirus yes i remember my 10th grade board exams were on at that time and they got postponed because of the coronavirus on 22nd march prime minister narendra modi announced a country wide lockdown prior to which there were extensive travel restrictions to india because after all acting quickly in a situation of contingency always proves wise That's so true. We must apply that to our school and university lives too, don't we now? But you know, panic buying in grocery shops after the lockdown was naturally one of the likely causes for cases to rise in India. Yes, I remember my family, friends and I were so panicked for the after the announcement and rushed to buy food supplies and important medicines. But obviously, I do feel blessed that we had immediate access to essentials unlike many of the rural areas. True. Also due to the lockdown the Indian economy suffered major blows with the education and the auto- automobile industries at their lowest. Yes, I know many people in close quarters who lost their livelihood because they were either laid off or, or they were made redundant because of the economy and structural employment. That's really saddening to hear. The second wave of the coronavirus however ranged between July and October 2022 wherein the cases in India rose to its peak. This wave affected majorly youngsters and was considered a deadly global variant. Deadly it sure was. More than 2.5 lakh people died in the second wave itself in India. 
However, India was wise to impose strict measures such as 14 to 21 day quarantines in hotspot areas, bans on political rallies and international travel, etc. Oh yes, I remember. I couldn't meet my friends for a very long time during those months. Thankfully, there was increased emphasis placed on large-scale testing, tracing and treatment approaches. Testing eating indeed brought the truth of number of cases to light. Currently, we are in the third wave and with the incoming of the less deadly yet contagious Omicron variant of the coronavirus, the cases of death from the virus have considerably decreased over the past several months. There is still hope at the end of the tunnel for India, keeping in mind the public still takes all the necessary precautions such as making, masking, sanitizing, keeping social distance, among others. True. I'm so excited to finally be back in physical school and hope that this is a blessing that all children around the world get very soon. Indeed. We now move on to the next country's approaches to tackling the pandemic. Norway. A population size much, much smaller than India. Norway is still another country that got hit by the pandemic. The first case in Norway was detected in February 2022. On 12th March, a national lockdown was imposed in Norway to reduce the number of detected cases. In April 2022, through a quick course of action by the Norwegian government, the virus was able to be controlled very impressively. Wow, that's so amazing. However, in August 2022, there was another outbreak of the virus. And in October, two new variants were detected. In April 2021, residents of Oslo, the capital of Norway, had to live under severe restrictions. However, the Norwegian government took several steps to control the situation by carrying infected people on aircrafts and imposing testing compulsions. Now that is called a rational decision. Now as the world is battling the third wave, restrictions in Norway have been eased out and also lifted every so often because of how beautifully the pandemic situation has been eased out and also due to the small population size. Currently, about 75% of the entire Norwegian population has been double vaccinated, which is pretty impressive. Indeed, India's double vaccination status is at the 60% mark. And I'm very sure that will continued effort such as vaccination drives, we are bound to reach the full vaccination level very, very soon. Let's keep the faith going. Definitely. Faith is what the world needs right now. Oh, speaking of which, you remember our school also kept our vaccination drive free for our students? I feel like that was an extremely thoughtful and considerate gesture from the school to its community. Yes, it was. People who were the beneficiaries of this drive must have been very happy. Yes, until next time when we meet again for yet another amazing discussion. Thank you for listening to Our Space with your hosts, Shachi, Aditi and Sia. We hope you enjoyed our dive into the topic tackling COVID-19. As always, you can head over to our website and sign up to our email list, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. We would also love to get your suggestions on what other countries did to tackle COVID. So please swipe up to our page on Instagram and let us know in the comment section below. That's all for this session, folks. See you next time. Stay tuned up for a new episode.